So last week we talked about planning for the journey and what God has for us, that, that our, our guide knows the way, that our guide is ahead of us, that our guide knows us. And so as we plan for the journey, it is about the destination, but it is also about the path that we take following in God's calling for our lives. And this week I wanted to look at something a little different. Three things to remember. There's a great little poem, if you will, written. And essentially the title of the poem is All I Ever Really Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. You heard that? There's some good ones in there. Share everything. Used to have that on our kettles. Remember that? Sharing is caring. Share everything. Play fair. Nobody wants it. Nobody likes playing with a cheater. Don't hit people. I mean, that's another good one. Put things back where you found them. Man, I preach that all day long at my house. Oh my gosh, put that back. Why are there so many plates in your room? Clean up your own mess. And that, that can fit with not only messes, but also messes that you make with other people. Clean up your own mess. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. It can be hard for us to say that sometimes. We allow our pride and our ego to get in the way. But if we hurt someone, say you're sorry. Wash your hands before you heat. I'll update this since a pandemic. Wash your hands every five minutes. <laughs> This is an important one. Flush. Always remember to flush. Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Oh, yes. Live a balanced life. Learn some and think some and draw and paint and sing and dance and play and work every day. Some. Is that another great? Uh, one of my friends says, everything in moderation except awesome. I like that one. Take a nap every afternoon. <laughs> when you go out in the world, watch out for traffic, hold hands, and stick together. There's a lot of deeper meaning to that. Be aware, be aware of wonder. Remember the little seed in the cup? The roots go down and the plant goes up, and nobody really knows why, how or why, but we all are like that. Have a little bit of wonder in your life. Don't be so cynical. Three things to remember. Don't forget you love God. 
Don't ever forget you love God. In the midst of change, stay connected. And the third thing, remember your worth. Let's go back. Don't forget you love God. 1 John 4.16 says this, So we have come to know and to believe that the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in them. You say you're a Christian. Good. Do you abide in love? Because God is love, and that's the measure laid out here by Christ. Whoever abides in love abides in God. Do you abide in love? Is your default loving God and loving other people? We must always trust and rely on God, even when the world presses in. And if you haven't felt that pressure yet, it's coming. The world presses in. But God, but God, amen. I'm not sure what this said, but amen. But God has overcome the world. Matthew 6, you know this, you could say it back to me. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Don't forget you love God. Put God first. You know that old, old, that song we don't sing that often in Sunday school, J-O-Y, J-O-Y, this must surely mean, you know, Jesus first, yourself last, others in between. Friends, I'm going to tell you, I love my wife very much. I am in awe of her more often than not. But if I love her more than I love God, I'm missing the mark. God has to be first. I love my children very much. But God has to be primary in my life. Has to. Put God first. Seek first His kingdom. His righteousness. Friends, we're not here to build our own kingdoms. We're not here to make our own righteousness. It's all about Him. It's not about you and me. It's not even about the Salvation Army. It is about the risen Savior. The one true God who was and is and is to come. When life is hard, don't forget you love God. When life is easy, don't forget you love God. Don't get so busy wrapped up doing things that you forget you love God.
So that's the first thing to remember. Second, in the midst of changed, change, stay connected. Colossians 4.2 says this, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. We've talked about this over and over again. We, we like to overcomplicate the simplistic. Pray. Talk to God. Whenever, wherever, all the time. He's always there. He's always listening. Talk to God. Seek Him. Stay connected with Him. I know many people, and I envy that and want to be that way, who won't, they won't make a decision without fasting and prayer. Certainly big decisions. And so often I want to make the decision that I just make it and move on, not even considering that God might have something even better. How many of us do that? We make quick decisions and move on, Waiting, and God's there saying, wait, 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 I got, I might have something to say about this. Stay connected. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The world feels more anxious today than it did 10 years ago. And some of that anxiety is probably for good reason but scripture doesn't say here well if you have a good reason be anxious do not be anxious about anything now I don't want you to misunderstand God is a great God big beyond all of our understanding And sometimes we do need absolutely to seek professional help with our anxiety and all that. And I am not knocking that at all. But let us not also forget, let us not forget to also seek our creator in that as well. The peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I know in this room there are testimonies about that. In the midst of change, and the one thing that you can be sure about is there will always be change. In the midst of change, continue to stay connected. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will not walk and not be faint. The world presents to us a lot of things. The world presents to us different things to place our hope in. 
money, being famous, our own government with the security net that we've set up, and the world presents a lot of things for us to place our hope in. But scripture is clear, those who hope in the Lord, their strength will be renewed. Where do you place your hope? Is it in the finite? Is it in the things that will wither and pass away or become corrupted or perverse? Or is it the infinite, uncorruptible, righteous God? The Holy One of Israel. Where is your hope placed? Is it in your own capacity, your own capabilities? Because many of you in here are amazing people. In fact, I would say all of you in here are amazing people in your own way. But do you place your hope just in your own capacity and capabilities? Or do you trust God more? Because it's easy. It's easy. I've done it. Please don't misunderstand what I'm going to say, but God created me with a lot of capacity and a lot of capabilities. I can do a lot of things without God. And so that becomes a very, very slippery slope where I can choose to allow God to not be connected to me and just do what I need to do to get the job done. I don't think I'm unique in that. I think many of us have great capacity and great capabilities. And so we rely on that first and we say, God, just hold on. I've got this. Just hold on. Because we think it's easier. Because we're impatient. Because we just want to move on. Where's your hope? Is it in the eternal God? They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Friends, being a Christian is a marathon. Right? It's not a sprint. It's not we all line up and we sprint to the finish. It is a marathon. It is ongoing all And scripture here tells us if we hope in God in the midst of this marathon as we're going, we won't grow weary. We won't get faint because we have our eyes on the prize. We recognize what not only you gain personally, but what we all gain corporately. And not just the body. Because there are people who aren't a part of the body yet. And you and I have something to say about that. You and I have a living God who wants to use us to connect them as well. Salvation is literally our middle name. We must be a people about salvation.
we must be a people about our Father's work. Don't forget you love God. In the midst of change, stay connected and remember your worth. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16 doesn't say for God thought kind of, all right, well, the world, okay. Well, let's send, I don't know, you, you, you go. That's not what went down. God said, you are precious to me. And because you are so precious to me, you're going to get the best I have, me. Remember your worth. The world might tell you that you are worthless. God tells you you are priceless. The world might tell you you are insignificant and nothing. And God tells you you are more than a conqueror. Know your worth in the kingdom. Recognize that the earth, the world, the broken earth that we live in does not value life. God does. And you and I are on the side of life. And we must also value life. You and I must also show others what they are worth. So much so. You've read the scripture. You've seen depictions of it through movies and plays. and You've seen the crucifixion and what Christ went through for you and me. You think he would do that for something that is worthless? No, no. No. Know your worth. Romans 5, 8, But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While you and I were still in rebellion, Christ died for us. You know what that means though, right? You understand the implications of this. It's not just about us. Christ also died for those who curse his name. Christ died for the atheist. Christ died for those who are in fully their sin right now. Because we read this verse sometimes and we say, well, yeah. But we forget it's also today. Those who curse and rebel against God, Christ died for them too. And that should affect the way we interact with them. Remember your worth. Psalm 139, my favorite psalm. Starting with the 13th verse says this, For you form my inner inward parts. You knit me together 
in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book where written every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none for them. That's who you are. That's who God says you are. It's not what the world says you are. That's what your creator says you are. I knew you from the beginning. I knew you so intimately. And I know you intimately. Know your worth. Know your value. And know the value and worth of those around you. Mary Carroll read earlier, I'm going to read it again, Psalm 16, starting with the seventh verse. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices, my body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Don't forget, you love God. Love wins. Don't forget. Don't forget to stay connected to him. Don't forget your value, your worth in the kingdom of God. Don't allow people to tell you lies when the creator telling you exactly who you are. Don't allow the world to tell you lies. This morning, I'm going to ask Evangeline again if she'd come and play. And as she does, are you connected? Are you connected to God? Do you love him? Do you think of yourself in sober judgment, not thinking too high or lowly of yourself, but recognizing who God created you to be? How's your faith life? Won't you come to the altar? There's no shame at the altar, just victory. Won't you come and receive victory today? Because God has it for you and for me.
It is as free as the air you breathe right now. Won't you come? <laughs>